You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Glee. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Glee news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for Glee! What's up, what's up, Gleeks? I'm Hello. Roxy Stryer. Hello. And along with my co-host, Billy Nellis. Hi. Hello, how are you tonight? I'm doing good. And, of course, Mia Smith. Hello. Hello, and in the booth we have the wonderful DJ Jesse Janity. Hello. <laughs> That was very seductive, hello. I like it. Uh, okay, I have to start off by saying, so I've been a little bit of stalking us on iTunes and our AfterBuzz <laughs> and our Ustream and trying to figure out what fans are thinking because I want people to be calling in and I want people to be emailing us and I want people to be telling mm -hmm. us. And I've got to say that we're we're getting some complaints about Saying that we don't love the show. I saw that too on what? iTunes. Yeah. We don't love the show. And I've got to say, we love this freaking show. We do. I have a Glee t shirt. <laughs> we, we love the show. And because we hold it in such a high regard, we hold it to a standard. We hold it to a yeah. standard. Fortunately, hopefully, we're not going to complain this episode because I loved this episode. Had a great time. Uh, it was awesome. Mm -hmm. Yes. It, it grew and it grew and it grew and kept getting stronger for me, and I really thought it was a great episode. Same page? Yes. Y yeah, there was there was so much music, but mm -hmm. there was still so much story, too. Most times, A lot of times with the show when there's so many songs, um, not that much happens because they're putting together all these numbers, but there was still so much plotline, but there was a lot of music this week as well. Yeah. Which it kind of reminded me... Well spread like, out. The, um, yeah. Yes, it reminded me of like the, the first season when they used... The songs to further the story, yes. you know, and it wasn't Definitely. just empty songs or people performing. It it, it went with something, and that's yep. when we can really connect to the emotions because that's what music does for me. When I'm watching something, even if it's not Glee, and there's music in the background and it's helping you push the story and helping mm -hmm. you right. get mm -hmm. to the place emotionally where they want you to be. Yeah, it's like that. That's how art works. They want you eating out of the palm of their hand. They want you feeling the way you want to feel. They want you feeling, and that's what this did for me this episode. So yeah, and. Also, just a point. Uh, call us if you are thinking. Yes. If you're thinking, screw that. That's not true. I thought this this week was awesome. Calls and say, you guys. <laughs> yeah, call us <laughs> out. I, I don't believe you with this. Da, da, da. I'm sure you won't sound like that. No, probably not. <laughs> that wasn't me imitating yours voices. Trust me, mine's just as annoying. I know. But I'm saying, call us and, and disagree with us or agree with us, whatever it is. But uh, I can't. I can't have a discussion with you through iTunes. Yeah. So, this is true. So let us know Call what, us, what you guys us, are thinking. Yes, you can you definitely tweet us. 100%. You can tweet at us, whatever it is. Well, quickly, everybody's Twitter handles. Oh, okay. Um, mine is JustMia23. That's J-U-S-T-M-I-A, the number two, the number three. Billy Nellis underscore duh. 
That's pretty easy. Awesome, and I'm just Roxy Stryer. Okay, so let's move on to this episode that we did really like. Uh, mm-hmm. Just quickly talking about the elections to start. Mm. Uh, so we've got two different elections going on. Right now I'm yes. actually talking about the student elections. Okay. So we, there were these random candidates that we didn't know. <laughs> um, the, the puck truck. No, what was yeah. it? Stick, oh, stick, stick something. Rick, Rick the, the stick. Rick the stick. I'm like, chuck the puck. No, that's not it. <laughs> no. Rick, Rick, Rick the stick. Uh, yeah, so that was good logic that our tax dollars go to that and that we should teach the teachers. Uh, um, is that the way it should work? <laughs> well, clearly he was an idiot. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think it was brilliant. That was, that was some serious Britney knowledge right there. Um, okay, so what do we think about Rachel deciding to drop out and if that was well dealt with. Yeah, I thought it was great for, uh, it, it was nice to see Rachel not just think about Rachel. Right. And it, it was nice because you know, in the beginning of this season we saw how strong the friendship with Kurt was getting mm-hmm. and that was so quickly taken away and I, like Rachel missed it, I missed it. I missed seeing that. I missed having her have a friend besides Finn. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seeing her be able to interact with somebody else where they're not just arguing or sort of making fun of her all of the time. Um, so, I mean, the minute that she was talking to Shelby and Shelby, you know, said that no one else had enough credentials like she did to get into the school, I knew that she was going to withdraw or that she oh, was going to Oh, you called that for- so yes. far away. We were sitting there <laughs> watching that and, and as Shelby's telling Rachel, like, oh, your credentials are great. Nobody else is going to get in without the stuff you have. You kind of see Rachel's face drop. And me and I are like, uh, why is she so sad? What? 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 That was a compliment. <laughs> and immediately you pulled it out. Yeah, and I just you- knew that she realized that that meant that Kurt didn't have anything because he didn't have a good role in the musical. So she knew that she couldn't it's take everything. Subtle things like that that make her a really great actress. Mm-hmm. The reading between the lines and what the character would actually feel because it's easy to think at that time. Oh, she's complimenting me, but really, what that means and and the way the human mind works, how it would actually work for you, yeah, is, yeah. is everything that you're actually thinking about. So even if it went over my head at the time, wah, wah, uh, <laughs> same here. <laughs> the brilliant people like you understand. So no, thank you. So way to go, Leah Michelle. <laughs> and that was such a, a good point she made too when she was talking to him. She was like, you know, it wasn't just my dream to go. Here, you know, the whole dream was that you would be with me. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I love that. Which is kind of what he tried to call her out on in the beginning yeah. and was like, listen, you're going to be at the top, but it's going to be lonely as hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is that worth it? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a constant struggle because how many people can you really bring to the top with you right. when you're all just stepping on each other's toes? Uh, it does help that they're both, that they're opposite sexes because I just can't see Rachel Berry having a best female friend. No. <laughs> ever. Probably not. Really, no. uh, all competition. Um, even though their voices sound more similar than hers do would with most other people. No, I'm just kidding. L- love both their voices. So, okay. So, uh, w- what else do we think about the elections, and what do we think about Brittany going versus Kurt from this point on, and uh, how they're playing, and is it fair? And topless Tuesdays, which. <laughs> Oh, sounds like a great idea to me. Um, I, uh, <laughs> just just throwing that out there. Can we do that here at AfterBuzz? Uh, Jesse? DJ, Jesse, Jesse. Topless Tuesdays? Yep, starting next week. Oh, that, that's perfect. Great. So on Glee next week, hands in, everybody. There's no episode next Roxy, week, so come you. back next week for Topless okay. Tuesday. We'll not be here. Yeah, yeah. We will not be here. Stay tuned for not being here, Topless Tuesday. That's perfect. No, but seriously, okay, what do we think about these elections and the two of them going against each other? And I think it's going to be interesting. I think that, you know, last 
week we saw that Rachel was polling number one according to whatever right, poll. Which mm-hmm. So I do think it's seemed like a stretch. It did, but if that yeah. is accurate for her to throw her weight behind Kurt now, um, I do think it's interesting to see what that will do for him running against Brittany. Um, as much as I love Brittany, I can't really see her winning for some reason. I don't actually. Which is weird because a couple one. episodes ago we did see her winning. Yeah. And now they're um, so making her like even sillier. It was her. Well, for me, it, it was her speech because I told I was pro Britney being president, and then and because I, I I like the way she thinks, but I thought I thought her different view on the world would be an asset to her. And during her speech, I just didn't I didn't see that anymore. Not the whole let's the make tor- tornadoes, tornadoes. yeah, of, illegal. It was it's like just, a, a joke that I don't think worked. Yeah, I didn't people, feel it. Did you guys have high school actions? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the people who go up on elections, oh yeah, people who go up with the script in their hand and look down, and I know that they're probably nervous, but read verbatim what it is. It's just like the least passionate thing of all time. Yeah, right. yeah. it's like how do you really believe this? And I wanted Brittany to get up there and be like. This is what's wrong, and uh, oh, it's a little sidetrack, and da, 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 and I'm gonna do this, and Topless Tuesdays, and yeah. Lucky Charms for everybody, and I'm making this <laughs> exactly. whatever it is, parades on Mondays, and whatever she was gonna say. But she got up there and was like, uh, There's murderers out there, and I'm going to protect us. Completely monotone while Santana's in the audience, like nodding, like, You go, Brittany, you go. Uh, what a disappointment. Completely. Yeah. Like, she kicked off her campaign with. Run the world. Right. <laughs> How do you kick off your campaign that way? Yeah, I don't and know. Then and like this. She like lost yeah. sight of what yeah. she was trying to do. Yeah. Uh, what do we think about this uh, Kurt trying to eliminate dodgeball as his, what he said during his campaign speech? Um, I, th- I felt personally that it was a little random because other than today's episode where we see the big dodgeball game, it made it seem like at McKinley High there is a huge, huge dodgeball dodge thing. thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Have we seen another dodgeball? No, I don't no. believe so. Uh, he was like, it's a huge form of bullying. I understood what he was saying yeah. if that was a thing at McKinley. But Glee does this sometimes. Uh-oh, I'm, I'm nervous to bash on the show at all <laughs> even right no, now. Feel free. But, I agree with but you. But Glee does do this sometimes. But yeah, screw that. That's what we're supposed to do here. We're supposed to tear it apart. Uh, that They just throw something in there that I'm like, Mm, well, that didn't really make sense, and I get why. I I think that you guys wish episode one you put in a dodgeball game, and there had been a bunch since then, but you didn't. So yeah, don't make that his platform. Yeah, I agree with you. He 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 could have he could have referenced it and just focused on the whole no, um, no bullying bullying thing. Yeah, no bullying. To. It's like when uh, Santana last time had the like bullying police that she started yes. with Krofsky. Uh He could have done something more extreme like that, mm-hmm. brought that to a new level, or. Or had a rule about gym sports, just in general, mm-hmm. uh, where the competition ends, or whatever. But uh, to make this huge deal of, of probably nobody in the audience knew what he was talking about. They were like, yeah. "Oh, I didn't know <laughs> exactly. This was, I didn't know yeah. this is a huge problem. Why would I vote for you? I didn't even know we were having an issue." So, I mean, other than that, I think that we're just gonna have to wait and see how the elections go. But as of now, you guys want Kurt to win? I yeah. do. I, want I, Kurt I really to do. Win. It's so weird because we were sitting here really wanting Brittany to win. Well, she she disappointed me, and and, and, and just <laughs> like with elections, it, what election do you know that a lot of times doesn't come down to the speech? Right. Yeah. You know, half the times you don't pay attention to anything else that a person does, but how they deliver themselves or in or in a debate, like those things weigh heavily. Yeah, definitely. And, she, she, and she I just sure. I want 
I want Kurt to succeed and be able to have the sort of resume that will get him into the school. And so that's why I want him to We win. want the two of them to get into the school, both of them? Yeah, yeah. I do. I okay. want them both to. I don't want them to. I, we've already done. I feel like it'd be really lazy for them to like have another argument somewhere down the line this season and then them not be friends again. Like we've already done that. They're back to being friends. I feel like that from here on out, that needs to just be a solid friendship that doesn't go away. Yeah, I agree. And focus the yeah. drama elsewhere, but let them be like a solid force. And to do that, I do think we do need to see them both working on that goal to get to Niata and battling the other people from outside of their school together rather than apart. Okay. Words of wisdom. I know. Thank you for Uh, that, Billy. (laughs) On a a completely separate note, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Puck's relationship with Shelby. So we were kind (laughs) of pissed last week because two weeks ago we see them kiss. The kiss. Mm. And then the next week it's just not addressed at all. And then I was so freaking happy that they picked up tonight's episode talking about it. Yeah, because I was like, it. if it's if it just never goes mentioned again, I might cry. Like <laughs> yeah. if they just never talked about it ever again. Like, well, that happened, or whatever. But they do, and they talk about it. And I've got to say, from my eyes, it seems mutual right now. It is, and you can yes, tell completely. that she's fighting it though. She's fighting because it. it's clearly inappropriate. Completely. Uh, was it bad that I kind of felt the chemistry? That's the problem a is that now? I feel it too, mm-hmm. and I'm. I it's. It's, it was there. I don't want to feel it. <laughs> no, it was there. But you, but you, it, there's that whole thing. You know, he is of age. Like realistically, they could have, like legally, they can have a relationship if they want. But so except it, for she's a teacher, right? I, yeah, I but, don't know what the laws are about. He's like, she's like, I'm a teacher. He's like, well, you're a uh, substitute teacher. No, she would get fired. <laughs> yeah, she would definitely get fired. But it's not Ill- illegal. Illegal. illegal? No, she would just lose her job. job. Yeah. Um, but I do, I mean, I think that seeing Puck sort of, really seeing him mature, mm-hmm. um, and, and so surprisingly, it's so wonderful to see him with with this, with this his kid in his life, what it's doing for him. And it's hard because I, I don't know, I'm like, as obviously as icky and sort of inappropriate as it is, I am kind of rooting for that, yeah. that coupling. But which is th- a problem. Yeah. <laughs> the point, though, that I was like, eh, it kind of, I feel like they're trying to veer us away from it and show how he's not mature, was when he was like, let me read you the list of reasons that I love you. <laughs> You're hot. I'm hot. I'm hot. And I, that's when I was right. like, eh. But then he goes, and Beth needs a dad. Right. And, and I'm I- perfect for it. And I was like, I, I can't tell. Do, do they want us to want this couple? Do they not? Uh, well, I think I they want. To? I think that that needs to be left a question. I think they can't make it too, like, firm one way or the other. Right. And I also think that Puck still needs to have those characteristics. He is still an eighteen-year-old kid, as mature as he mm-hmm. is. He's still Puck, and he still would make a list like that, no matter how mature he is or as mature as he's getting. But I do think that him sort of coming forward and, you know, telling. Shelby what Quinn was trying to do and really letting her know um, I think outweighs and the silly list or him singing yeah, Hall for Teacher yeah. because that was him really stepping up and be like look you need to be aware that she's trying to do this and you're meant to be with this kid like we yeah we gave her life that whole speech that he had towards the end where he said yeah. you know Quinn and I gave her life but she was meant to be with you she was clearly meant to be your kid Yeah, and mm-hmm. that was like okay he there's there's more to him now than, than just the silliness. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why it's kind of hard to root against them. Like, you, you want right. to, because it's like, oh, I teach a student. No, that's wrong. But, one, they do have chemistry, and it's so weird to watch and see, because it's 
happening in the school. And then two, you know, he's a good dad. Like Beth likes him. Right. You know, even when Quinn went 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 there to help uh, watch her, you know, she cried in Quinn's arms, yelled. Yeah. She she likes she likes Puck. And I think that's also an issue is regardless of Puck and Shelby's chemistry or whatever, they're he, they're always going to be in each other's lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, no matter what, realistically, they're going to be. She is the adopted mother of his biological daughter who yeah, he yeah. wants to have contact with. Yeah. So regardless, they're going, they have to figure it out because they're sort of stuck together. And she needs to help too. Yeah. Well, we, we see the conversation that I'm just, I'm trying to think logistically. We see the conversation where he says to her that he wants to be with her and she says no, but we didn't see him, them talk about the kiss at all. Well, she did but, say the kiss was yeah, a mistake. A mis- exactly. It was a mistake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, did, I was I trying wrote to think that down. And then a, that's when he said, I'm in love with you right after. Right. Okay. And I was kind of like, oh, we're that far ahead. Okay. Yeah. And and then he, what what do you think is the deal with Quinn right now? And and because we're saying that he did tell her, um, is she still seeking? She has this whole conversation with Shelby, and Shelby's like, this is a wake up call. Mm-hmm. Wake up. And Quinn reminded me in this episode that Shelby was not so different from Quinn at Shel at Quinn's age. So, mm-hmm. um, is she being very hypocritical, or is this? tough love or what's going on um i think it's tough love her protecting herself and her uh daughter and quinn is not going to stop no (laughs) but i do think though that there are some major differences i don't i think that when shelby gave rachel up she clearly didn't go back and try and do these awful things that quinn is trying to do um and so there was while they while she she was in her place in a different way right what did Quinn say? Money like a horror bag. Yeah. Like, well, that was obviously yeah, completely that was low blow. Super mean. <laughs> so she was in a separate place, and now she's overcome these hurdles. And right. I, I feel like she's trying to push Quinn. This to, is her. Well, yeah, I think she. I think she wants more from her, and, right. and she thought she was getting it until she found out about the whole, you know, scheming that Quinn was doing, and that's when she called her out. Like, you may take the piercing out and dye your hair back, but. You're still just as lost. Yeah. yeah. That was you the line issues. that stuck out for me. You're still just as lost. And that was clearly the line that stuck with Quinn. Yeah. Who yeah. watched her face. She she knows that she is. Mm-hmm. She she didn't even say that moment, no, I'm not. Yeah. No. She just walked away because she, she can't argue with What do you say? It. And uh, do we want, I want Quinn to find herself. I do too. <laughs> I'm I do getting too. so emotional about it. <laughs> I do too, but I don't think that it's with the baby. Yeah. No. So what do we think she's missing? Uh, so not she's a missing man. love. She's missing you th- love. You think it's love? I, I definitely but from think so. what? I, I mean, think she, it's, I don't think it's like romantic love. That's yeah, what no, I'm no, saying. No, no. I don't think she needs a man. She doesn't not have like love. any sort of connection to anybody at the moment. A best friend? Would she doesn't that have do anything. It? She doesn't a best have, friend? Family? She, yeah. Yes. I, I mean, the last time we saw it, I think that her mom was on her side, but we don't really see anything with her mom anymore. Yeah. I just feel like she's just sort of lost and completely untethered. She has no one like holding on to her right yeah that 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 is, is what i meant by love like not not yeah. a boyfriend but just that that she needs someone that's someone, caring someone for that her. cares for her unconditionally well, that's i think there. That it's hard because i feel like the fr- only way you can really be loved is if you love yourself exactly a lot of times and it's it's really hard to find somebody else to take interest in you if you clearly don't care about yourself mm-hmm. and i don't know where you find the strength to figure out how to do that um whether she needs to find something she's incredibly passionate about Maybe. and stick to that instead of just always saying that she's going to be stuck in this town and that this is her life and, and settling for that. I don't, I don't know. But I, I hope she finds it. Yeah, I think that, that yeah. that's I think, all really going to be 
her storyline this season yes. as it continues. I mean, I, I feel like that has to be where it's going to go. We, yeah. You know, she's a senior. We're going to see her struggle with what she's going to do, mm-hmm. where she's going to go next, what her next step is. If she doesn't leave Lima, what is she going to do in Lima that's going to fulfill her? Um, but yeah, like you said, she she's clearly... Uh, she's not in love with herself, and that's the first thing that needs to come. Is yeah. Quinn needs mm-hmm. to, she needs to sort of just accept the things about herself that are there that she needs mm-hmm. to work on and not push them away and ignore them. Because I think that she she blame she blames everything on everybody else. Nothing is really Quinn's fault to Quinn. Yeah, and I think Definitely. that's the first thing is her mm-hmm. accepting taking all the stuff that she's done, taking yeah. the responsibility for all the sort of nasty things that she's been doing for the past couple of episodes, and realizing that it it's you know it starts within before anything outside can change. Definitely, I totally agree. I and, I, and I really don't want Glee to to cheat this. You know, I want her to have this storyline and really have time yeah. to not it just like randomly it. gets better. And, yeah, yeah. Like, well, I, I want, I want to dig into it. <laughs> they've dedicated a lot of time to Quinn. I do think that. Uh, yeah season's worth of time showing the struggle that a, mm-hmm. a teenage girl can go through mm-hmm. when she's like this, you know. Uh, she's gone through a lot of crap. Yeah, and I I like that her character, not that I like that her character's not okay, but it's realistic that yeah. her character's yeah. not okay. She shouldn't be okay right now. If she just woke up one day and was like, oh, I lost my kid, I have no, my parents aren't supporting me, I don't have friends, I mm-hmm. have no boyfriend, but whatever. It, we'd be like, <laughs> No, that's not true. Okay, so moving on, just because I want to cover this episode, talking about the dodgeball game a little bit here. Um, Speaking of gruesome, bad things going on, (laughs) geez, this was a horrific game. Yeah, it Uh, was. The the one dodgeball game that we do see in Glee's history that that makes it so that Kurt doesn't want any more. So... I oh, I'm just, I'm just gonna cut you off for just one second. Um, where did the Trouble Tones get their extra girls? Yeah, and were you supposed to accept um, them? The Britney lookalike. Who was that blonde <laughs> girl that looked identical to Britney that just yeah. stands a couple inches behind her the entire time? <laughs> They're clearly Cheerios. I mean, Cheerios are always somehow dancing with everybody. So and she kind of keeps <laughs> looking at the camera too, and then looking away. And I'm like, oh, honey, yeah. honey. Yeah. But yeah, so they wherever they got them, they got them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we've got an intense bo- dodgeball game going on. Yeah. Who did you guys think was going to win? The Trouble Tones. The Trouble Tones? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think that they're going to keep, not just with the dodgeball, but as we saw also with the mash-off, that they they have an edge. They do have yeah. an edge over mm-hmm. New Directions in the same way that a lot of the other show cards have always had an edge over New Directions because, you know, these kids are in New Directions are... The, we, the reason they lost last year because they're not focus. They don't really focus on their music as yeah. much as everyone yeah. else who has ever competed does. And so I think it's interesting that consistently we see that these kids are put in their place by their adversaries almost all the time. Yeah, they're always sort of very good point put there. Um, yeah, this new trio though is freaking killing. It. Yeah, just the, even their look with their walking, their yes. intensity, and like you're saying, their focus, their concentration. It's like. That look stares you down, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and when you're focused that much and you want something so bad, nobody can beat you. Nobody no. can take that from you because that's what it comes down to. I mean, I know it sounds stupid, but who wants it more is such a big factor. Right. Yes. And these people have something to prove when New Directions are kind of like being slapped. They're always just, there's been like this lazy. complacency with yeah. New yeah. Directions where they all sort of think that they're so amazing that they don't push yeah, they don't push yeah. themselves really ever. I mean, real, really, they don't. Like, <laughs> a question for you. Yeah. Guys. Who's in charge of the trouble tones? Shelby, Shelby. Miss Corcoran. So, 
Now, I know we've been talking a lot about, um, oh my gosh, why can't I even think of her name? Uh, Jane's character. Sue Sylvester. Sue Sylvester. Uh-huh. I don't even know how I can forget that. Um, That's because you're not watching the show with us. I know. <laughs> uh, Sue's character, we've been kind of like, well, she always has to play this mean Grinch type character. And it's going. funny that Billy, you just mentioned uh, that you know they don't have direction. You know uh, they're they're kind of lost. Do you think for this because it's kind of this is going to be like kind of a big season finale for them? Maybe bring mm-hmm. Sue in to help new directions because we've always known that with the Cheerios have always been number one. Yeah, Sue yeah. knows how to run a team when it comes down to it. So and they usually like to have. Sue have some sort of, uh, you know, uplifting moment within yeah. each mm-hmm. season. Thoughts on that? The only reason why I don't is because with Sue's whole storyline of running her campaign as anti-arts, I don't see that she would try and help anything that has Unless she's to trying to make up for what just happened to Santana. Yeah. Or something like that, but I don't think she would ever align herself in the new directions. The trouble tones, on the other hand, yeah, I could see her. I could see her, her trying to help them, uh, just because she hates Will so much. Yeah, right. I could definitely see that, and because she's a loose cannon. Yeah. Uh, but before we were talking about, um, what was it? I was going to bring dodgeball. Oh. Uh, I was going to bring Jesse St. James up for some reason. Oh, we were talking about them not wanting it, being kind of complacent. And do you guys remember that episode where uh, they were all trying to get the solo and mm. Mercedes sang, and Jesse looked at her and was like, "You sound amazing, but do you practice? Do you practice?" Yeah. And she looked at him and was like, "I don't need to practice. I feel it." And he was like. That's that's great. That's <laughs> great, and I feel it too. And you're awesome, and you've got attitude and whatever. But if you don't rehearse, you're not the best you can be. Right. Yeah. And it's so true. And like, uh, honestly, in that episode, we were supposed to kind of feel for Mercedes and feel different artists have different kind of Ways techniques. Of, but yeah. I've never been a. F- if you don't do your homework, yeah, yeah, you're not the best. And I mean, you can you, you can read interviews with any successful recording artist anyone they they don't just stumble upon it and just yeah. go live and have it it's mm-hmm. consistent work i mean when i was in choir in high school the songs that we did for our competitions were the songs that we sang every day nonstop. it wasn't like you picked it up the, the week before and you went to competition with yeah. that you spent a semester or so working on those three songs because you suck at them at first yeah. even <laughs> if you're good at them because you, you can consistently be can get better and tighter and you know it's it's all about getting better and better not just being like oh we sounded good so good I understand wanting to stay fresh on something so not overkilling it not right. not rehearsing it to death but you can't just say you don't practice because it makes you worse that's not true no, I really don't believe it practice always makes you better but um work ethic in general it, it, it always in the end it, it outwins talent yeah definitely it just it, it does and that's something that um Glee What's the name of their group? New Direction. Yes, yeah. that is what that's what they're missing. You know, like they showed it in the finale uh, last year. They waited till the night before to come up with their song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's why they <laughs> lost. It wasn't just and the kids. Everybody was so pissed that they lost, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, it's realistic. It's realistic." And did <laughs> you see the other performances? They were better. And none of them stopped to kiss. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, you would lose. <laughs> you like every competition I've ever been in. You that would not gain you points. That no. would detract. You, yeah, uh, you would lose just like they did, and they lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
again, not because I don't love the new directions. <laughs> I love the new directions, but they've something's got to focus them, and and we've always seen that they are driven by competition. So I do like that they're going against trouble tones right, right now. They yeah. have this constant competition who's always in their face because it's at the same school. Exactly. Yeah. It'll keep their game tighter. But <laughs> in, in terms of the dodgeball, what did we think about that scene where they pummeled Rory? That was kind of awful. Unnecessary. It was Santana Why? was what like happened? Yeah. Santana was just teetering on the edge of stopping being funny and being nasty mean to the point where you mm-hmm. don't like it anymore. She's doing the exact same thing that Karofsky did, which is bullying and bullying and bullying because you have something to hide. Right. Yep. And it, you feel like if you're always on the offense, you never have to be on the defense. Yeah. And and at the beginning, Finn tried to call her out for all these things and was saying, oh, well, you're like you're basically your mama jokes. And it's like, <laughs> she's like, oh, I had a hard life. Yeah. I lived with my grandma, no. and I, this doesn't get to me, whatever. I didn't know my name wasn't Garbage Face. Yes. Yeah. Was uh, exactly. She tried uh, to sell me. I was like, what? Uh, but then we finally see him get to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think about this? And okay, so basically, Finn looks at her and was like, she's tearing him apart. She's not just saying one thing. She went she's in. tearing him apart about he's going to lose. He doesn't have a good voice. He's not talented. He's fat. Mm. He's ugly. He wasn't good in bed. Like, absolutely shredding him. But nothing new. Things that she's always had to him. Yeah. That's very much like her. Yeah, and then he just and lost for the first it. time was, he was done. He loses it and says, and I don't even know if he meant it at the time or if it was just the first insult he could think of or if he really believed that she was gay, but she, he says, why don't you just come out of the closet? Everyone knows you're in love with Brittany and that you're scared that she's not going to love you back. Yeah. I, I think that last part is, it, it's, it's hard enough to call her out and it's like, like yo, daggers. you're gay, but then the person you're in love with you're scared yeah, that she like doesn't love you best. It's like, oh, yes. and twist it. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, oh my God. And then dumping just, a little salt in yeah. it. That's exactly what it is. It was is. rough all around. Because on one hand, you're like, okay, she deserved it. She's been like an unrepentant bitch yeah, for the past I 40 minutes. I feel like minutes. a bitch, but that's what I said. I go, she had that comment. Mm. She had it coming. And then, on the other hand, though, that's such a... It's... It's it's weird to say that there's like levels of bullying that are like some are defensible and some are indefensible. Yeah. And there are like the things that she was saying to Finn obviously are nasty and horrendous and no one should do to anybody. But they're not like dangerous secrets. Whereas yeah. what Finn did was lay out whether he knew it to be true or not, a secret that is still today dangerous for yeah. people in high school in the Midwest to have thrown around. And so because it, somebody could hear and something could happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is what happened. And and that's what it's so you're so you're like, okay, she deserved something. She deserved her comeuppance, but that was almost too much. It was it like was. it went over the line, even though the she was already over it was it's just a complicated yeah, situation all around. Nothing was affecting her. So he kind of I right. feel like he didn't have a choice to sh- in order to shut her up. Like, what was he supposed to do to get her off his back? Right. He no, had nothing yeah, else. I don't know didn't. if I just, it just resonates differently with me being gay and knowing how scary that would be. Right. And I don't, I don't disagree at all. Yeah. I think it's really messed up. I just don't know what, what else he, he could have done. supposed to yeah. do. No, I completely agree. There, it was just a shitty yeah. situation. Yeah, or a crappy yeah. situation. I mean, there's not, he was, he could make fun of her appearance he could make fun of her her family he could make fun of her schooling whatever but it was she would have just came back she, with another insult. nothing it's the only thing uh but on that point do we think that he knew i um, think he did because yeah. at the end when 
she yelled at him at, at the very end, and he said everyone in the school already knew. It seemed like people knew it but weren't saying it. How come we've never seen any, like, pss, pss, Another. Thank well, you, Glee. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the dodgeball? It's Where's another, the it's another dodgeball. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had no idea that anybody else had an idea. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't think they would have shown it either because you know Santana is captain of, of the the, the Cheerios, and yeah. and she's a hard ass. Like, who's going to really challenge Santana? Yeah, unless you yeah. want to get burned. You yeah, know? and I yeah. think it also like it needed to be that shock that he knew. Like, so we think he deserved that. At the end, the slap at the end. Oh, oh yeah. yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. We before we get to that, Jesus Christ, we had the song of a lifetime. I was like chilling, mm-hmm. like straight up goosebumps covering from head to toes. That performance was incredible. It was it was so good. And you know who outshined Mercedes was Santana. Santana was Santana owned her face was so fierce. I just looking at. We've never seen her act that way ever. Uh, her eyes, she was so focused and kick ass. Like, that was the moment the entire episode, not the episode was probably a seven, and this brought it to a freaking ten yes, in a did. minute for me. Yes, it like, did. Like, I was sitting there, like, damn. Damn. I was so. Yeah. I, was so I couldn't even write anything. I literally yeah. was just like, I was mouth just staring at the TV screen. I, I, yeah. I, I, I love Santana's voice. I always have, but. Hearing her tonight and watching her and the way she walked, the way she moved, it was oh just like, my God. oh my, it was, it was so, she is so good, She's so, so good. good. There was so much force behind her, but it was still so sad at the same time yes. too, because you could see just how broken she was by mm-hmm. what had just happened by that commercial that she saw, and because sometimes it hurts instead, and that's what yeah. she like looking at her saying that, and then she she looked at Britney while she was singing, yeah. and Britney was just in the song, just singing, it was just like. Oh, it's, she missed it. She missed it. That's what was weird for me. You know, this is kind of how I judge the Glee songs. There are the songs that you watch and you don't bop your head to because, the, or you don't sing along because they're not good. Mm-hmm. Then there are the songs that you are obsessed with and you sing every word to. Mm-hmm. And then there, there are the songs that the performance is so good that you don't sing because you just want to hear mm-hmm. them. Yeah. You know what I yes. mean? Yes. And yes. that's what this was for me. Yeah. It was one of those moments that shut me the F up. <laughs> yes, it I did. Was, and I was like, I'm not singing a word because, oh my God, this is pure brilliance and and I have a bad voice so I don't want to hear myself <laughs> right now. And we all three just sat there in silence like, oh. Just like this. Uh, like, yeah. oh my god. And it's Adele is such a hard artist to top. Mm. And I don't, I'm not, not to say that they topped her because I don't think anyone can top Adele at Adele's not game, topping, but they but, matched but her. Yeah. yeah. She's hard to even match because her voice is just so so intense. But those two, I mean, it was one of the best sounding recordings that Glee's ever put Like yeah. going home and downloading it on oh, iTunes. Completely. Without a doubt. Um, like, it really was one of the best, and the, the clearest sound. Yeah, it worked so well together. The, it was just. Top notch. It was like, amazing. The best mashup. Um, well, and they they buried New Directions Hall. Buried. They didn't, they didn't, they they didn't stand well, a chance. That wasn't that hard to beat. I no. was a little disappointed by that, but glad because of the comparing them side by side. It was like, come on. Um, going back to the uh, um, uh, the fact that they did do do Adele this episode, I was hesitant. Because they did Adele before, and it wasn't well to me. It wasn't. Right. It wasn't good. That's what I'm saying. It's it was so right. hard to it match. It was that. really, and I love that song. And I was just like, oh, it failed miserably for me. And this time around, like they conquered two Adele songs, matched them up in the most genius way. 
like, it was amazing. Why, why was it? Was it Santana that made it so good, or what was yes. it? Yes, it was yes. as great as Mercedes sent it. And oh, she was great. It, she was but good. it, yeah, Santana hands down was the reason why that the, mm-hmm. just the, what the character was going through, and then what the actress brought to it. Mm-hmm. It just it all. It, I can't think of another actually, moment she brought that intensity. Before. Oh, I really can't either. Yeah. And then, and then the way it started when they moved back, it was a whole group thing and all the black. The choreography and all was of, really uh, good. That oh my god, the gosh. whole thing was just. Great. Oh, we're, we're all sitting there, kind of like repicturing it, reliving <laughs> I know, it, watching it. I can like, just like feel the like. Oh, so, you can so see good. All our eyes I'm, yes. I'm going to watch that on repeat. I know. Um, oh my what god. I think is so. What was so weird to me too. Um, just speaking of this whole mash-off thing that they did, was it weird that they didn't do them on the same day? Yeah. Have you ever noticed when yeah. they do that a lot? They do the, that a lot. In Glee, like, they're supposed just to be in a competition, but it takes the place songs. the day later. And I get that, but I'm like, why would they wait a couple of days to let the other group... For people practice more. <laughs> yeah. It's bizarre. But <laughs> they would do, like, boys versus girls, and it's like, okay, we'll do this week, you do next week. It's like, yeah. what? I would definitely complain about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, dramatic license, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that pretty much covers the episode. Any other comments here or there? Oh, just that that slap was intense, and it was perfect coming off of that song. Yeah. It was perfect. Uh, and just that scene, I mean, as that scene beforehand when she was called into Sue's office. Oh. And, and she and Will and Bert were there. Yeah. Was so sad with the way she didn't understand what was going on and what they were talking about. And, and then when it was revealed, it really like broke my heart because how awful to be outed like on Nash or local television in a camp ugh, the worst yeah. just the saddest and the worst thing. and like the the only person she ever ever had to hear that she was gay from was Britney and so to to hear it from adults and then also to see it it was I, just like I was really ugh. proud of her in that moment though that she, they, that happened and she didn't go I'm not gay yes she said, I haven't even told my family. Yeah. She's ready to come out. Yeah. She just hasn't yet. And she should be able to do that by herself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why it was so sad to me was that she was almost there. Yeah. You but know? now she's been forced to do it. It's yeah. not at her timeline anymore. And she'll right. never be able to forgive Finn or anybody or what. And no. not even. Yeah. I mean, it was Finn's fault. But of course, that wasn't his intentions. Those right. weren't his intentions. Uh, and I think she has a really hard road coming ahead of her. Yeah, yeah I definitely sucks. I think so too. Sucks. Okay, so uh, let's hit a commercial and come back for uh, news and gossip. Yeah. yeah. The biggest new media platform on the web just got bigger. More bandwidth, smoother streaming, lightning, fast download. And get technical with me. After Buzz TV is making the jump to hyperspace. Join the fun at your number one source for after-show entertainment. Look at the size of that thing. After Buzz TV. Welcome back. Uh, I, I was just waiting for Jesse to hit it with the news and gossip there. <laughs> I, love, I love the sound effects here. <laughs> oh, wah, wah. After Buzz TV <laughs> I like a little introduction when we come back from a commercial break. Oh, oh I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. I'm Next playing. time you want me. And now <laughs> in the DJ booth, DJ Jesse Janity. Uh, we'll skip that one next week. <laughs> right, I'm not a good DJ. So Leah Michelle oh. is de- you're the best. <laughs> Leah Michelle is detailing all her ups and downs on her road to the fame in Allure's December issue. 
Um, of the part of the topics covered are her weight and her road to success. After people whispered about the potential of her having an eating disorder, Michelle says, quote, people get confused. Like, you know, I eat grass. She jokes about her vegan diet. I'm half Italian. I can eat some... Under the table. She goes on to describe like how many actresses before her had to overcome hurdles. She did as well. When I was 15, my mother and I went to meet a manager who said, you have to get a nose job in order for me to work with you. My mother would say to me, Barbara Streisand never got a nose job. You're not getting a nose job. (laughs) And this was before I really even knew who Barbara was. I just knew that she was like the Messiah for girls like me. Uh, Does this remind anybody of a Glee episode? Uh, Yes. Yes. Completely. Like, is is Leah Michelle Rachel Berry? <laughs> yeah, like, they are the pretty same much. person. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I never, I never knew that there were whispers about her having an eating disorder, but yeah, she did either. drop a ton of weight. Um, but did she? I didn't even notice. I do think, I think so. She has well, I don't know because skinnier. it's hard to see because she um, her, her face cl- isn't as skinny and her cl- but like I think her wardrobe has changed. Too. Remember that episode we okay. saw her on the treadmill like killing it, and I was like, "Damn, this girl's skinny." Yeah, and I mean she is She's a vegan, fit. so yeah. there's really nothing bad going into her body. Yeah, so it stand to reason that she's fairly thin. Yeah. She's eating grass. You can, eat much, eating grass. you can eat as much salad as you want. I don't think you're going to get that. I like that, Not though. Really, no. <laughs> well, if I was a vegan, they can eat pasta, yeah? Because I would be eating mad carbs. That's true. That is true. Yeah, they can. Certain kinds, I believe, right? Yeah. yeah but that, what, what is that? She says, I can eat bitches under the table. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, yeah, if you're eating lettuce, bitch. <laughs> uh, so Jane Lynch spoke with E at Saturday's anniversary feat for the L.A. Gay and Lesbian Center, where she came to the defense of director Brett Ratner over his recent gay slur. I feel bad for him, said Lynch. I wasn't offended. I'm okay. Ratner stepped down from his Oscar-producing job last week after word got out that he said rehearsals for fags. When asked about preparations for the telecast, Lynch acknowledged that... This as mean-spirited as the word comes off, Ratner was just making an attempt at a joke. I think humor is such a personal thing, and you put your microphone in someone's face. She said they're going to say something like that, something that offends somebody. Lynch is among a very small crop of Hollywood types to say anything in Ratner's defense. She joins his friend and Tower Heist collaborator, Eddie Murphy, who showed his support by bowing out of the Oscars alongside him. And Howard Stern, who defended him on radio, calling the backlash an act of hypocrisy. Hmm. What do you guys think about this? This was, I, I have mixed thoughts, so Me I want to hear what you guys are thinking. I get that it was obviously wasn't being used as a slur, but I I think that the use of that word in any to mean anything negative is something that needs to stop in general. Like it, yeah, and being in a position of authority, right? And, and being somebody being who, able to actually help, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it is strange to me that Jane would take the opportunity. I mean, obviously he shouldn't be like condemned and never work again because that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Um, I do think that it was right of him to step down. It was, he, I don't know, he was on a whirlwind of bad press the week before he stepped down. Like, he, that wasn't the only weird and nasty thing that Brett Ratner was saying that week. Yeah. Um, but I just, I mean, it's something that's obviously very personal to me, that, that specific word. And I think that if there were different quote, words that no one can say that he had used instead, there would be a larger uproar. I think that... I, like, I'm trying to imagine if he... If he had used the N-word instead, I'd think that he would have been fired immediately and not even been asked to step down. So I think that there's, like, 
there's different rules for that word, and I don't think there should be because I think it's just as harmful. And I think that by showing that we let him say that word and people defend him says that kids on the playground can call things gay and call people gay and that that's not a problem yeah. either and it's just a joke and it's not and it needs to be a word that isn't used in that way so do you anymore. think jane lynch should have said that instead or do you think that i think jane lynch is free to her opinion yeah, <laughs> i'm yeah, kind yeah. of surprised that that's her opinion being somebody who is gay it just, surprises me yeah i think that as a comedian though i think that she's taken a lot of heat for things that she said before too uh that offend somebody because a lot of a lot of what she was saying about it was how she said things that have come off as extremely offensive that she never meant to offend anybody and that clearly and that she believes he clearly wasn't trying to offend anybody but of course what he said was wrong which right. i kind of agree with i don't think he was saying it to be offensive but i think of course it's offensive and i um, think that there's a difference as a comedian he wasn't doing a stand-up routine yeah, he yeah, was in a q a talking about how rehearsal is stupid and yeah. that people shouldn't rehearse and likening that only gays rehearse yeah. and that you're queer if you rehearse so there's that's a, yeah, there's 100% a, there's like, like it's yeah. a completely different ball game than you know i know i just think that that's yeah. why she i understand her him. thing but it, he wasn't doing stand-up yeah I, he wasn't um, trying to be funny yeah i definitely agree with, with what you're saying I, I get that he didn't mean it in and uh, in an offensive way however just like what billy was saying i don't I, I don't agree with that word being used in general just like i don't agree with anyone using you know the um the N-word? Yes, <laughs> N-word. Um, not even not even black people. And, and I and I used to use it all the time. And it wasn't until I met a friend of mine that pointed out that uh, you're still, you're, I, I shouldn't because I'm just I, I, you're I just, giving I, other people license. Yeah, to and, and I just keep using it regardless of of how it doesn't. Um, the moment I say it, the moment someone else can say it, and that and then when they say it, someone else can say it, and it just yeah. keeps going. And the word just needs to die. It's a negative word, and um and, and it doesn't have a place here. Um, yeah, and and yeah, and so I don't. I actually stopped using a mechanic because he used the word that Brett used, and now I have to pay three hundred and fifty dollars tomorrow <laughs> to get an oil leak fixed because that dude usually did all my work. But when he he said it, he had no idea that that I myself was gay. But uh, it doesn't matter if he knew or not. Yeah. I didn't agree with him saying yeah. it, and so I don't use no, it. No, and I do agree with you that. Uh, I do know a lot of, or not a lot, but some gay people who use those words, and it's sort of like, you know, taking the word back and making it ours. And I understand that, that sort of thing, but it still gives, by you making it sort of an okay word, then it makes it, it okay for it anyone okay, to say yeah. it. Yeah. And it just should be, it should be a word that we stop saying. It just, Agreed. it should be. There's some words Unless that, in the proper context, because it actually is a word. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, not to be used as a pejorative. It's, yes. It's... You know, use it and use it contextually properly, yeah. or don't use it at all. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So people reported that things apparently got flirty between Corey Monteith and Lauren at the Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood over the weekend, where they chatted each other up, apparently in plain sight. That's Lauren, Lauren Conrad, Elsie, oh. and uh, Corey is Finn. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I think about that. I don't. I don't. I'm not a I no opinion. I don't know what I think about Corey. Yeah, in general. <laughs> so I don't really know what I think about them. Uh, he's just such a little baby face, and she's such like a woman. Yeah, and it, and it, it, I mean, he is older. Right? He is like 28 or something. I but know, but yeah. he's a little baby face. He is, and I just um. 
I know. After tonight, all I can think about is Billy talking about his face when he sings. So that's all that's in my that's all that's in my head. Looks now. constipated. Was looks, that the term? I, yes, that was the term I used. <laughs> He does look like he needs uh, to have some prunes. And that was all I saw today. Uh-huh. Every time he was singing, I just heard Billy's comment in my head. I was uh, like, oh. I just trying yeah, to let does. loose. Just like, if, if you can't do anything else while you're singing, if you can't sing with emotion, sing with a smile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, it's That's great. what they always told me you and I used to dance. It's like, if you can't make your facial expression, not to me, but to the group, you can't like have emotion on your face and smile because it looks awkward when you're like, I'm trying so hard. Yeah, they used to tell us that. Uh, they, yeah, I had someone that t- told me the exact same thing because I would step and they would just be like, well, why don't you just try smiling? Just <laughs> don't, don't look so hard and weird. Just yeah. smile. Yeah. It is. It's just clearly they're trying because we do know they lip sync when they record those scenes of the mm-hmm. music is recorded in the studio. And so it's obviously his attempt to portray that he's actually singing in the scene, but it just looks too much. Yeah. It's too, too much for too, me. Too, too much. Sorry, Corey. <laughs> Sorry. Still love you. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, someone we all love, Heather Morris, talks about how losing her father at the age of 14 affected her life. Oh. She says, it made me grow up in a different way. My mom and I are really close because of it. So I'm glad I have a good relationship with her. But I definitely went through a lot of phases. At times, I didn't care at all, and I went... Went to school in my pajamas and cried. But then I cut it out and I focused on my dancing. I was in dance class all the time. Okay, when you guys use their real names, I have no idea who you're talking about. Okay, I'm going to get you a little cheat sheet, baby. (laughs) No, I only Uh, like them in Glee. I don't like them outside. I know. I know what you mean. But so I actually, this was in Seventeen Magazine's November issue. um, But I just caught wind of it. And I thought it was important to add into the news and gossip because I feel like she's such a strong person, such a strong character. And uh, we never really see a weaker side of her because she's always using humor and, and uh, as an unbelievable dancer and artistically uh, thinking about what that was like going for her at age 14 yeah. and having an artistic outlet, um, outlet is really important. Yeah. I thought so that was, it lets it you was channel, just interesting. It yeah. lets you like channel your your grief into something positive rather than let it destroy you. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. I didn't know that. That's Sad news, um, but it's great. I know. That I was going to say it's it. interesting, but interesting is such a bad word for that. Sad yeah. is way better. I mean, choice it's, of it's words. Seems like time has passed, so she's healed. So it's not sad any longer. I mean, it's still sad she's not a father. Um, but yeah, it, it it is inspiring too that she was mm-hmm. able to turn that trauma into something that made her great, and, yeah. and she mm-hmm. used that as a positive thing. She allowed herself to grieve, but then channeled it into something. It that was, was lucky positive. for us because yes. now we get to watch the brilliant artist and yeah. and it's another pro for the arts because yes. uh an, another way to allow a teenager to express themselves yeah exactly. and to not be overwhelmed we're getting grief. really deep in this news <laughs> this and gossip really right awesome. now <laughs> we, uh, like oh my god yeah we need some like spoiler alert some levity spoiler alert All right, so it sounds like someone will be having themselves a merry little Christmas with some engagement-scented bling. We discovered a little season three scoopage involving someone at McKinley High taking a trip to Zales for a jewelry purchase. What? Which is said to go down in episode nine, also known the Christmas Glee episode. Could the Zales sale mean that Finn is buying Rachel another cutesy piece of jewelry she'll cherish forever? Or possibly Puck embarrassingly proposing to Shelby. That's where I went. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. Me too. I didn't, I don't know. I don't know, but that's a good one. That is a good one. Maybe we'll hear something else about it. 
Well, yeah. we do have another spoiler alert. Ooh. Rachel Berry will do something completely out of character for the sake of one of her friends. Rachel will be suspended after she decides to stuff the ballot box in favor of Kurt Hummel, her oh, no. former opponent in the race for president. Mm-mm. These actions will not go unpunished. She'll be subsequently suspended, <sighs> resulting in her inability to compete at sectionals. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge one. Uh, first of all, she better not get Kurt kicked out that's of the race. That's what I was thinking, yeah. too, is and how is it going to affect all, him. Maybe then they'll join together as the groups again, and for sectionals, they can uh, <laughs> win, and Santana and Mercedes can both have solos or something? No. No. no it's too soon. Too soon. Oh, too soon. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that brings us to predictions, then. Okay. okay. And now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions. Okay, so we were given a little bit with the scenes from next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, like, trying to jot them down as they are flashing across the screen. Uh, we've got Jane Lynch hooking up with the coach or out to dinner with the coach. Mm-hmm. The recruiter. The recruiter yeah. coach, I mean. That yeah, I keep sad, calling coach. and I'm really afraid I, I think we, I think it was editing and something was cut and something. Yes. I don't think it it's going to be. be. Yeah. yeah, it can't be because w- that would suck. Yeah. Uh, we want Coach Beast to, to be, be as happy as possible. Yes. And yeah, we're all on the same page there. Uh, we see I Kissed a Girl. Yep. Yep. Super excited Can't wait. That Love that song. Uh, Puck telling Quinn about Shelby? Or possibly. Yes. All he right. says is you can't tell anybody. So whatever he's going to say, we don't know. After but obviously that was alluding to. Yeah. And previously that episode, we see Shelby calls Puck and was like, I didn't have anybody else to call. Mm. Uh, what's going on here? Are they hooking up? Uh, is he going to tell her? What, what's the situation? I am so afraid uh, if he does. Yes. If he, d- I mean, honestly, that's the way to end this and have it's gonna happen. them merge back happen. together is Quinn finds out and tells and she'll be asleep, to leave and then the two groups have to come back as one because they have no coach. Uh, mm. I don't know. Wait, what, what's, why was Puck uh, holding Quinn in bed? Yeah, I... Was that romantic? Was that platonic? He, what's he, going on? He could be comforting her about something. Yeah, it didn't seem particularly possible. sexual to me. Yeah. Um, especially because she like is now on her new reborn virgin route. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. something. Uh, I don't know. We, we've got a lot to look forward to, but not for next week. I know. Two no, weeks. I know. Two weeks. What the hell? I, I like, wish that Thanksgiving wouldn't happen so that we could have shows. I know. Is that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I love TV more than I love being with my family and eating turkey. Well, I won't be with my family, so TV, uh, I need you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You can just watch reruns. Let us know how it goes. <laughs> While you eat your turkey? <laughs> While I eat my turkey. Actually, I'm more of a pumpkin bread kind of girl. Mm, sweet potato pie for me. Well, on that note, then, I guess, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Yeah. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And join us in two weeks for some more Glee. Hope we made you a little happier by loving this episode. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzzTV or its owners or principals. 